Welcome to Quick Hits, the only podcast that gets you smartenized. Today's episode, Personal History. This is the 50th episode of the Quick Hits Podcast, and it is also a two-year anniversary. I'll talk about that a little more during the closing comments, but it's inspired me to do a little bit about history, a little bit about world history and personal history. A little while back, I picked up a markdown book at the bookstore. It was uh, about four inches thick and cost 10 bucks. So just on a per pound basis, it was a pretty good buy. It was called What If? And it was actually two volumes of Counterfactual History. Counterfactual History is a game that historians play where they'll look at different points in history and say, what would have happened? How would the world have changed if this had happened a little differently or if that had happened a little differently. It's a subject that's always interested me when it comes to history on a larger scale, but even more so when it comes to personal history. Of course, there's the easy and obvious ones where you just pull really major people out of history and say, well, what would have happened if Alos and Clara had a fight that night and he had to sleep on the couch instead of bopping his frawline and little baby Adolf had never been born. Those are kind of the easy ones, kind of the obvious ones. Then there are ones that are a little more subtle, like, well, what if Christ had been sentenced to 100 hours of community service instead of being crucified? How would the world have changed then? But the really cool ones are the real subtle ones where the difference of a second or a heartbeat can make all the difference in the world. Alexander the Great, in one of his first battles, came literally within seconds of being killed, and the blow was blocked by a friend of his. How would the world have been different if that blow hadn't been blocked? And while this can be fascinating when it comes to world history, it gets even more interesting when you look at your own personal history and try and drill down to what the real pivotal events were in your life and where things changed dramatically and forever. And if you do it right, and if you get right down to the nitty-gritty, you may find that it was some tiny little event that you really didn't have much control over. Now, if you ask most folks, so what was the most pivotal thing? What changed your life? The first thing most of them are going to say, well, when I got married... Well, yeah, that does change your life quite a bit. But uh, some people, they they do it two or three times. But it's kind of broad and obvious and not really too much fun. Not very subtle at all. Let's dig back a little bit deeper. I'm going to share with you one of the pivotal points in my life. And yes, I could say, well, it was what I asked my wife to marry me or when we did get married. But... Yeah, that's boring. Let's go back a little further. Let's go back to when I asked her out. I had to have the guts to ask her out, the courage to ask her out, and I hadn't really had a lot of success up until a bit before that. I was working in a stereo store, 
And uh, she had gotten transferred in to a fabric store she was a manager of just a few doors down from me. And I'd been at the store for, oh, eight or nine months. And, and I saw her and I thought she was pretty cute. And I went up and asked her out. But the only reason I had the confidence to do that was because about a year before that, while in the library, I had seen a book, a book that I had seen advertised in the back of men's magazines titled How to Pick Up Girls. Probably the most honestly named book ever, and that's what it was. It was just How to Pick Up Girls, and the premise of it was incredibly simple. It was, if you see a woman who you think is attractive, go up and start talking to her and ask her out. And if she says no, so what? You can turn around, you can ask somebody else out in five minutes or ten minutes or thirty seconds if you see somebody else that you think is attractive. She, on the other hand, is going to have to wait for somebody else to ask her out. So you just have to adjust your attitude. Don't worry if you're shy or clumsy. Some women find that endearing. Don't worry if you're ugly, because ugly people get laid too. Where do you think ugly people come from? Just go and do it. So I took this advice, and damn, it worked. It worked pretty well. Well, let me ask her out. Uh, she's not interested. Oh, how about... Uh, she's not interested. This one's... Oh, okay. She said yes. Cool. So I could say, well, I had the confidence because I'd read that book, and it helped me out. So seeing that book in the library and picking it up, that was the pivotal moment that changed everything. And that's a little more interesting story than saying it was when we got married, but it still really doesn't bring us to the meat of the matter. The actual point that put me there at that moment in that mall where we could meet. For that, we have to go back another eight, nine months previous. I had been unemployed for about eight or nine months before that. And I was trying to get a job at this place called Sidon Sound. It was a stereo store, a local stereo store, and I wanted to get in there. And I had had two interviews at two of their stores and bombed out miserably at each one. And here I was at the third one looking to get a job. I was being interviewed by a guy who I'll call Bob. I'll call him Bob because... Uh, that's his name. His name is Bob, and I got nothing bad to say about him, so why should I call him anything different? Bob was an interesting guy. I got to know him uh, after working for him for a while, and uh, boy, he, he was a great salesman. He loved to sell stuff, and he loved to make commissions, and a uh, real go-getter, real entrepreneur type. And um, if that sounds in the least bit derogatory, you don't know me very well, because... I really admire that kind of an attitude and that kind of drive and wish I had a little more of it myself. And I'm sitting there in the back room with Bob, and I, and I remember this vividly. He's doing the interview, and I get the feeling that the interview really isn't going very well. I don't know that much about this stuff. He knows that I don't know that much about this stuff. And he looked at me and he said, Tell me why I should give you this job. And I just happened to say the exact right thing at that time. I looked at him and I said, because if you do, we'll both make a lot of money. And he broke out into a big grin and he offered me a handshake. I had the job. Now I was doing bad at that interview, but I just happened to say the exact right thing. 
the thing that pushed his buttons, the thing that he wanted to hear, and I got that job. If I hadn't, if I hadn't said that exact thing, I wouldn't have gotten the job. Nine months later, I wouldn't have been in the mall where I met Winona. We wouldn't be celebrating our 28th wedding anniversary this summer. And my life would be incredibly, completely, and totally different. Maybe better, maybe worse, probably about the same as far as success and happiness is concerned, but who knows? All because I said that one thing at that one moment in time. And now, play the game yourself. How far can you drill back to that one or two or three pivotal moments in your history? Times when you made one very small decision, or you just happened to say the right thing at the right time, or the wrong thing at the wrong time, and it changed your life forever. Figure out when that moment was and then think about it and ponder it and wonder just how much control do we really have over the directions that our lives take. And that's it for this episode of the Quick Hits Podcast. If you've learned a little something, if you've changed your mind, or even if you can just understand a different point of view without necessarily agreeing with it, Congratulations, you've been smartenized. So it's the 50th episode. If you look at actually the count is a little, it's like 53 or 54, but there's promos and little hiatus announcements in there. This really is the 50th episode. Two years of doing this podcast. I tell you, I have a great deal of admiration for the people that do it weekly or three or four times a week or the few people that even manage to do it on a daily basis. That, to me, is amazing. If I had tried to do that, I would have been burned out and this show would have probably gone to 50 episodes, but it would have happened in, uh, you know, six or eight months and that would have been it. I wouldn't be doing it anymore. Whereas now, I've still got a lot in mind that I want to be doing. I was over at dig.com looking at the uh, votes. You can go over there, by the way, and just vote for it. You only have to vote once. It's not like this monthly thing, so you don't have to keep begging people for votes. I actually thought I had a higher score over there than I do now, and um, I don't know if you can lose digs or not or if I was just imagining it. But what's cool is you can also do digs on specific episodes, and it's kind of interesting. Uh, the episodes that people picked as their favorites Tied for the top space are Dare. I like that one a lot too. The Dave's Absolutely Realistic Education. Can I Get a Witness? I'm Scared, which I didn't really like personally that much. Imaginary Friends and Nicotine Nazis. Those were all, uh, those were both favorites of mine too. Looking down the list of other favorites though, my personal favorites, if you're new to this show and you want to go in and just listen to the ones that, at least that I think are the best ones, check out Wooden Johnson's. A fairly recent one. Check out Please Bring Me a Flaming Phone Book. I like that one just appealed to me a lot. I've Got Your Number. That was kind of a long and ponderous one, but that will really and truly smartenize you more than any of the other ones. Hey Boss. 
Uh, number 16, which was a, a bonus episode, uh, the story of the Farton Dolly Parton pinball game. What year is this? And then going all the way back to number six, On Target, which was one that, that was where I finally started getting the sound right. And uh, that was just about having fun by goofing on people working in a, in a menial, soul-sucking job. Got a lot of good feedback on the Wooden Johnson episodes. People like that one a lot. Also, uh, keep getting more stuff on the global warming. Uh, a buddy of mine just sent me something about John Travolta, who is uh, also telling people they need to uh, cut back and be more globally conscious. He owns five jet planes, which he flies around and last year put 800,000 tons of CO2 in the air. But uh, he's going to tell us that we need to conserve. Hey, maybe the problem will be solved by the galactic ruler, Xenu. The last one that I did, uh, the one on medicine, generated a few emails, including this one from Gunner, who said, liked your podcast and listened regularly, but your last one on the medical field seemed like it contradicted itself in a few places, mainly dealing with lawsuits and such. Your podcast implied that less regulations are needed, I agree, but then you seem to imply that more laws like loser pay to protect the defendants and a surcharge and a regulation on opt-in instead of opt-out for class actions. The lawyers and their lawsuits are semi-unregulated now. Scum suckers are the true bottom feeders, but they should be allowed to live and die unregulated. Well, the fact of the matter is, when it comes to class action lawsuits, that was a regulation that was put in that allowed them to make them opt out back, I think it was in the 60s. Before that, it was opt-in, and it seems only to make sense to say, hey, if you're going to represent somebody, they have to agree to it. So that wouldn't actually be putting in regulation, that would be removing a regulation that gave them more of a carte blanche to sue for totally ridiculous and frivolous things where you get a $3 coupon or a $5 coupon and they get $6 million for their fine work. As far as the loser pays, yeah, I suppose that would be a, a new regulation, but it seems to me that when you sue someone, and when it's a frivolous lawsuit or a lawsuit without merit, then you've caused them harm. And at the very least, you should have to make them whole again by paying their legal bills. And the 10%, it was just kind of a little extra kick in the teeth. I could live without that, though, if we would just do loser pays. Now, you know that I do love hearing from you, and there's a number of ways that you can get in touch with me. You can go to DaveHit.com, spelled with two T's, and you'll find my email address all over the place. You'll also find it in the MP3 tags of this file. Or, if you're a little more of the mouthy type, you can call 206-203-4488. That's 206 203 hit and you can leave a voicemail message there that will perhaps get played in the closing comments of this podcast i'll be back again on the 15th with something new for you and until then never forget that the quick hits podcast is little more than a journal of one man's opinion and therefore should not be taken too seriously